One of the stories, if not the story of the season, was the rise of Greater Western Sydney under their new coach, the Alan Jeans Coach of the Year. Adam Kingsley's been good enough to join me live. Live, Adam, appreciate your time. Welcome no to the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm not sure if you're still there, if you've just come back from pre-season camp in the Blue Mountains. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so we spent uh, three days up there on uh, last week. It was the end of last week. Um, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good trip. In, in uh, all honesty, we um, we did a few different activities. Got a chance to sort of spend a little bit more time together outside of our normal football commitments and training commitments. So um, yeah, we got to see a few different people in a in a, in a different uh, uh, light, which was nice. I'm so fascinated about the Giants going into 2024, Adam. You would know in your experience in footy, it's not always linear, isn't it? Like. We can't just no. expect the Giants to be so good in your first year and to keep on that linear progression. I'm sure you'd love that. The Giants players and the fans and the members would love it. But you were able to get the best out of your best players last year. or That's just a personal thought, which was one of the reasons you were able to be so successful. How, how do you change and adapt and evolve to, to get the most out of yourselves a year, a year later? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think you're right in, in, in terms of it, it doesn't, the past success doesn't guarantee future success, and uh, you know we're fully aware of that. And, and I'd like to think that that we've come back in, in really good shape, ready to attack the preseason. That um, you know our players, uh, I've described it to other people I've spoken to. Our players meant business when they come back, so they're all in good shape. They're all ready to train, and, and our preseason thus far has been been really strong. Um, the, the preseason this year has been filled a little bit more with with our craft and developing our roles and playing um, our positions a little bit better as opposed to trying to learn a new game a game plan. And so that's been um, something that I, that I hope will help us improve next year. Um, and then and then, then there's, of course, the emergence of, of more players. Um, you know, hopefully we can find another couple that, that continue to drive us forward. And, and so far over the course of the pre-season, we've been able to see some players really really train their way into the into the team at this, at this point in time and, and hopefully improve us. Uh, guys like Darcy Jones has been, um, you know, missed all, all season last year with a knee injury, but yep. he's, um, he's trained really strongly and, and shows a lot of promise around that possibility to improve us. So uh, he would be one guy that I'd be, um, you know, holding my hopes on, but there's quite a few others who, who we feel like can, can improve us next year and uh, with another pre-season under their belts and another pre-season of learning how we want to play, I think uh, you know there's no reason why we can't improve. So, how, on reflection, how gratifying was it as a first-year coach to be able to get that immediate response? Because we've seen plenty of examples of when a new coach comes in, it's you know it's pretty difficult to learn a new game plan in one, two, three, four months. And yet you're able to do that. So what it does is it, it gives you guys a great springboard going into year two under your own. Well, I'd like to think so, and, and that's certainly the way we're treating it uh, until proven otherwise. And yep. and so you, you, you kind of the, the gratifying part for me last year was seeing players play some of their best football that they'd played in in some time, yeah. and um, the confidence and belief that they got out of the way that we played, um, certainly the way that our coaches coached them. Um, you know, that that's the gratifying part. Uh, but again. <laughs> We lost a prelim. We didn't quite get to where we wanted to, and mm. you probably more often than not walk away from every season thinking 
geez, I wish we had done a little bit better. And that was certainly the case for us last year. I speak on um, on Tuesdays every night during footy season with Lee Matthews, and we discuss coaching and confidence levels within coaching quite a lot. Yeah. How how confident? Um, how does your confidence change week to week as a coach, and and what kind of impact does it has? Because we we, we we talk a lot about confidence as a player, but confidence as a coach is an entirely different kettle of fish. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. And I know that we sat in the chair for 12 months. Um, the first half of that was was ordinary. We didn't win a lot. Um, but, but I think, to be fair, myself and our coaching group and our players still had a lot of belief in what we were trying to execute. Um, and then the second half of the year was a little bit of a different story, as, as we know. So um, confidence is an interesting one, I, I think. I'm naturally quite confident in the way that I coach and, and the way that I think the game should be played. Yep. Um, so that, well, I haven't found that to wave at any point during during my coaching career, my short coaching career yet, but I'm sure there'll be moments. I think we're, it's important to, to, to not get caught up in confidence and, and questioning whether or not you're doing something the right way. I mean, I think we're always, as coaches, searching for better ways to do things and, and how can we get the most of it out of our players and not being content or satisfied with well just how we do things that's good enough I think I think um, you know certainly myself and our coaching group have a, a really uh, you know, great growth mindset we all travelled away at the end of the year to try and drag a little bit more, more out of our coaching and, and add to our program so we have that real um, that real attitude that how we're doing it may be really good, but we can probably do it a little bit better. So let's search for that um, method or answer or whatever we're needing to find. So I think it's a really good attitude to have in coaching. 16 minutes past six, Sam McClure joined by the coach of the year in 2023, Adam Kingsley, the coach of the Giants. Adam, you're pro or anti a mid-season trade period? Uh, no, I think I'm pro. To be fair, I haven't given it heaps of, heaps of thought and I haven't been presented with all the pros and cons. Yeah. Um, but my gut feel is it's okay. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind being able to, to shift and adjust your list mid-season to, to um, you know, perhaps cover injuries or, um, you know, add to your list to give yourself an even better chance of winning. I mean, typically, if, if, if you think you're a chance of winning, you're probably likely to give up more, which, which could be a good thing. I, I'm not sure. You, I, I need to really sit down and be presented with the pros and the cons. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think one of the the, um, the challenging things for a club like GWS or, or or even Sydney or a club outside of football heartland is that it potentially makes it a bit difficult to convince a player to pack up their life if they've got kids and halfway through a year and one week be playing for Richmond and the next week be playing for the Giants. Yeah, it sure does. Um, and it's probably harder to retain people who aren't born in the team or don't necessarily see themselves as part of the future. Yeah. So I think you know that that certainly for us would be one of the challenges, and and I would imagine the Swans would be in the same boat. Um, that, that, that's one of the challenges that we face, and that's the reality of being uh, you know a Sydney-based club is is that irrespective of what time of the year it is, we are still faced with those challenges, and um, you know trying to get people to move up it can be challenging. And, and so that's something that we need to overcome. Yeah, and twelve months in, like. How 
how much have you been hit, smacked in the face with some of those challenges? I mean, you've come from an absolute powerhouse in, in Richmond. People live and breathe footy here. We, we talk about the Giants like we understand it here in Victoria, but unless you've actually been there inside the four walls, you, you, you don't. You know, like I was there in 2016 for the prelim against the Dogs, and that 25,000-seat stadium was as good an atmosphere as I've ever seen in sport. And yet, no matter how successful you guys are, you're still in non-football heartland that's dominated by, by other codes. And you might have five or 6,000 people at your home ground, even if you're in the, in the top four. Like that's, that's a whole different level of challenge. Well, it is, and it's a challenge, and that's it. And, and I would say and answer that question at this point. And, and certainly yep. my ambition and my drive is to play a brand of football that attracts people to come to, to our games and to support the Giants and, and grow the game so that we now have participation in, in what is the biggest opportunity you know, we have in, in Australia. And it's really only the last opportunity we have to grow the game is the Western Sydney region. So we talk about multiculturalism, we talk about indigenous population and, and understanding the area. Well, it's the largest multicultural population in Australia, yep. 250 million people, and it also is the largest indigenous population in Australia. More indigenous people live in the western part of Sydney than they do in Northern Territory and South Australia combined. Yeah, wow. So how are we tapping into those communities and encouraging participation so that we can grow the game, so that all of the, the game benefits as a result. And and one of the biggest things that I sort of have come to realise sitting through a few different presentations and whatnot is if we can get Western Sydney TV sets turned on the way about, the game automatically grows significantly. Yeah. So that's really the last uh, area that we can really tap into. Um, and so that's the challenge for our club. It's the challenge for the Swans growing the game. And it's an even bigger challenge for the AFL. And it's a matter of us sitting down and working out exactly how we're going to do that. Um, because there's great possibility there. But there needs to also be great investment to get it uh, no results. Yeah. And, and winning always helps. You're doing plenty of that. Adam, appreciate your time. Um, good luck for the start of 2024. Excellent, mate. Good to chat.